Welcome to Dr. Zoe Today, where the topics are always real, raw, and relevant about love, sex, and relationships. Warning, do not listen to this show if you are sensitive to controversial issues or easily offended. Dr. Zoe and her guests are not to be held liable for any shock, pissing of the past, sudden desire of change, or uncontrollable laughter. Now, here's your host, Dr. Zoe. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Dr. Zoe Today. Tonight's show is titled The Life, The Legend, The Cane. Yes, my guest is none other than the one and only a Big Daddy Kane. Welcome to Dr. Zoe Today, Kane. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> How are you doing today? Everything is pretty good. No complaints, you know. How good. about yourself? Good. I'm amazing. Listen, before we get started, I want to give out your Instagram and your Twitter so everybody can keep up with you. Absolutely. Uh, my Instagram and Facebook is official Big Daddy Kane, and my Twitter is just simply at Big Daddy Kane. Okay, awesome, awesome. you got a website, too, as well, don't you? Oh, yeah, BigDaddyKane.com. All right, awesome. So I didn't feel like a long introduction was necessary because your name speaks for itself, but does it ever make you feel weird being called a legend when, you know, you're still out here, you're still making things happen? Um. No, I mean, because, I mean, you know, a legend doesn't, you know, mean that you're a thing of the past, you know. Right. It just means that, you know, um, you had a powerful impact um, on whatever your craft is, you know. Um, I mean, that's beautiful because, yeah. I mean, I refer to people like Quincy Jones, people like Patti LaBelle, right. um, Ronald Isley. I refer to them as legends. So to be put in that category is, you know, truly amazing. Yeah, and congratulations on all of your success. It's just amazing. The things that you've accomplished are just amazing. So um, what I want to do tonight is I want to go back. I want to get you to kind of kick back and chill and reminisce with me for a minute. Of course, we all knew, know that you grew up in Brooklyn. Were you born there? Absolutely. Okay. What were your parents like? Did you have? Did you grow up with mom and dad in the household? Absolutely. Um. You know, um, I, I, they have, they've been together up until this February. Wow, wow. Um, so, did you have brothers and sisters? Uh, one little brother. One little brother. What did your mom and dad do for a living when you were growing up? Uh, my father was a truck driver, and my mother used to be a nurse. Okay. And when you were growing up, was there, like, any kind of faith or religion in the home? Did you guys go to church or anything like that? No, no. Um, I think my um, my grandmother took me to um, a Baptist, Baptist church, you know, a couple of times when I was a little kid. But um, with my parents, no, nah, we never went to church or anything like that. No. So what kind of kid were you, like, in elementary school? Like, did you – What? how would somebody describe you as a kid? In elementary school, um, I, I think I was pretty much just a, you know, a regular kid, you know, um, uh, you know, um, chasing the candy truck to get Alexander the grapes and strawberry chocolate <laughs> shoes and things like that. Yeah. Um, playing yeah. arcade games, you know. Did you have hobbies that were like were arcade games like kind of like your hobby, or did you have any other hobbies? Um, oh man, when I was that young, um, I don't think so. I mean, I used to like 
I was a big fan of the Kung Fu movies, you know, so I used to love to get go see those whenever I had the opportunity, or like the black cinema films, you know, like Cooley High and Black Killer and all that stuff. Yeah, you're into martial arts, right? I love watching the films, you know. I used to love watching the films back in the days. Did you, like, play with your friends and, like, pretend like you're a Kung Fu, Kung Fu guy and, like, oh, yeah, all that kind of stuff? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. We, you know, all right. So, I mean, as, as far as your family, like, how would you describe the family dynamic, though, growing up? Um. Well, my, my, my pops, you know, he was always that, you know, Slick talking, fly dresser dude. You know, he wore the gator and snakeskin shoes and the three piece, four piece suits and big brims. You know, that was his thing. He was so like the that apple didn't fall far from the tree then. <laughs> yeah, that was his thing. So do you think um, that's where you got mother, your style? To, I would say so. Yeah. All right, and your mother. Uh, my mother, you know, she used to be the one that was, you know, like the the the. the Karen one and and the one that you know applied the discipline you know um but you know she was like you know she she used to be she was the type of person that um you know really cared about me and my brother and was concerned you know coming to check on us in school and things like that and you know making sure asking you know you know do we want this do we want that you know always fixing big meals nice nice were you close with your little brother How, what's the age difference between you and your little brother. Me and my brother are actually seven years apart. Oh, wow. So it wasn't like yeah, you guys yeah. were hanging out together? No, nah, we didn't really start hanging out until uh, until I was grown. I would, you know, bring him on the road with me a lot, you know, when he was a teenager. So when did your love for music begin, and who were some of your influences as a kid? Um, I think I started really, you know, getting excited about music probably around age seven maybe um you know my mother used to have all these Marvin Gaye, Isley Brothers, uh Teddy Pendergrass records in the crib and I would like put the Marvin Gaye ones on when my parents were at work and put one of my father's suit on and try to do that Marvin Gaye wiggle <laughs> with his hands up and sing one of his songs I used to you know, always do that when I was a little and I was like really determined to be a singer but I you know I can't really sing that good so that was that so, speaking of that, so when did your knack for rap start? Was it, like, on the streets in Brooklyn, or, like, how did that all start? Well, basically, with uh, rap, what it was is I have an older cousin named Murdoch, and, you know, he was like a dude I used to look up to. And when he started rapping, I, I started trying to rhyme, too, and I asked him, could I be down? And, you know, he was, like, trying to say, like, I was too young. He was rapping with these other cats named Spence and Owen. So I started writing battle rhymes, like saying, well, if I can beat Spence and Owen, he'll put mm. me down. Mm-hmm. So that's how I started rapping, like writing battle rhymes and stuff. So was um, was Murdoch like one of the first people you started like battle rapping with? Well, no. Well, I mean, when I actually um, did uh, beat Spence and um, Owen refused to battle me, uh, my cousin Murdoch decided he didn't want to rap no more. He wanted to play football in, in high school. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was that. Okay. So most successful people growing up, you know, I mean, the backstory is usually, you know, I always say the greater the adversity, the greater the call. So most people have had some trauma, tribulations, things they had to overcome growing up. What would you say was your greatest challenge growing up? Uh. 
my greatest challenge growing up. Um, you, you know, it's 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 kind of hard to really say because you know I've always been the type of person that welcome challenges. You know, because yeah. it makes me work harder. Right. You know, so I mean, I, I can't really even say. Was there someone in your family, or a mentor, a teacher, somebody who was like an encouragement to you when you first got started in pursuing your dreams? Um. Well, um, uh, you know, growing up, I used to like really like look up to Marvin Gaye, um, uh, Barry White, and James Brown. But I would say the one who I really learned most from and really took and applied it to what I do as an MC, as an artist, would be Muhammad Ali. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. All right. So here on Dr. Zoe today, came we are all about real-world relevant information about love, sex, and relationships. So you know these questions are coming. And being the sex symbol that you are, I'm sure a lot of people out there are curious is when you started dating. When did you start getting into girls? Um, I mean, my first real memory is um, uh, kindergarten. I remember it was me <laughs> and a guy. You guys started Charles early. Weathers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like me and this guy Charles Weathers. We used to go into the boys' bathroom, and then they, there were these other two girls. Um, one named Joyce, one named Latasha. They go in the girls' bathroom. And it was like we are like, you go in two different doors, but you could really crawl under the stall to get to the other bathroom. <laughs> so one guy would crawl under, one girl would crawl under, and, you know, we'd be in there um, basically, you know, doing the dry humping thing. Oh, yeah. in kindergarten. All right, so yeah. do you remember your first kiss? Was that like when you got your first kiss? Nah. No? Nah. Matter of fact, yes, I do. Yes, I do. I think the first time I really kissed a girl was some girl named Jennifer. Because I remember my cousins, um, they used to always tease me about it. Yeah, it was a girl <laughs> named Jennifer. Yeah. A girl named Jennifer. And who was your first love? Who was, and how old were you when you had your first love? Uh, I guess uh, the, my first uh, love would probably be uh, was probably um, my oldest son's mother. So I was probably about I don't know eighteen, nineteen, something like that. Yeah. How did you lose your virginity? Yeah. How did you lose your virginity? But you lost your virginity before that, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. So how did uh, you lose, tell us about the story? How much do you remember about losing your virginity? Um, I remember. Um, thinking something was wrong when um you know um when I um kept, I mean can I speak like that? Oh, this is eighteen and up. For everybody listening, this show is eighteen and up. It's mature audience only. We have no FCC regulations because it's it's aired via an app and I'm so thankful for how much the show has grown and all of our listeners and you can say fuck pussy cock, whatever you want, baby. Oh uh, well um <laughs> okay, I mean, well I mean gotcha. No, I mean when I um when I came, I thought something was wrong because you know I had never uh, done nothing like that. And I don't think I I don't think I'd really seen a porno to you know see that that's natural was supposed to happen. So but you didn't like, masturbate before you lost your virginity. You never you never played with yourself and masturbated before you lost your virginity. 
I, I don't think so. I'm tr- so when I don't you really, so no, the first so. time, so the first time you ejaculate is when you lost your virginity, and you thought something was wrong. Like, dang, what's coming yeah. out of me? Like that kind of thing. Exactly. So you must have been you know, young. kids, people talk about jerking off, like you know, like something wrong. You know, <laughs> right. like. That's what you got to do because you ain't got no girl, you know. Well, so, I mean, we try to you know, we try to teach people that it's actually good, like masturbation. Like here on Doctor Zoe today, we're trying to encourage people like masturbation is good. We got so many women that write in and say they never had an orgasm. Well, they're never gonna come with somebody else if they don't come by themselves first. So we try to encourage that and make sure that there's no like condemnation about masturbation. But you must have been young to think something was wrong when you had an orgasm. Oh, no, I mean, I was young. How old were uh, you? I don't really remember. I don't remember. Uh, could have been like, um, I don't know, could have been 11, 12, 13. I, I, I don't really remember. Okay. All right. So what's the, in your recollection, what's the best sex you ever had, like, moving forward? The best sex I ever had? Mm-hmm. It's the sex I never had. <laughs> I like that answer. That's good. That's good. All right. So what's the craziest thing a female fan has done to try to get close to you over the years? Trying to get a little, uh, bit, of that, a little bit of that chocolate cane. Like what's the craziest thing somebody's done? Um, I remember one time, I think we were in Detroit, um, like um, some girl um, wanted to meet me and, you know, brought her in the room. And she was just kept saying that before we do anything, I just want to wash your back. Mm. And, you know, it scared the hell out of me. Like, I, I called my security dude and was like, yo, get this crazy chick up out of here, you know. <laughs> like, but, I mean, she just kept saying it, like, you know, you know and then she went in the bathroom and came like, like out with a hot bag. And I'm like, you know, yo, get this girl up out of here, man. <laughs> she wanted to wash your back. <laughs> yeah, I never heard nothing like that. And like, I'm like, is this some voodoo stuff or something that she's on? I don't, yeah. I don't know what she's trying to throw with this. Yeah. There's just some, like everybody has different fetishes and different, you know, desires. I guess. Well, we've all heard the interviews and we know about the tremendous success that you've experienced. And you know, I mentioned to you before, I love the way you handle the Jay Z questions. It seems like you're just like, you know, so adamant about saying that he wasn't your hype man. That he was, you know, just coming on stage to do cameos while you were. Changing and and I love the way you handle that. And for you personally, you know, I mean, you, your name speaks for itself, Kane. But for you personally, as an individual, like the shit that nobody hears, what are the highlights for you? What have been the most fulfilling moments in your life thus far? Uh, fulfilling moments. I mean, for one, definitely all my children, all, all three of my sons. Um, you know, just seeing them come into the world healthy, you know, um, you know, I was like probably like the greatest moments, um, you know, for me and, um, you know, having the opportunity to, um, um, have a successful career and, um, be able to make movies, you know, that's something that, you know, I thought was, you know, very fulfilling. And also, you know, to still, like, you know, 26 years later, still be able to go out on the road and perform with all my peers and seeing them happy and having a good time, you know, I, I enjoy all that. 
Right. In spite of being in the limelight for so many years, you don't have any major controversial scandals out there. You know, I mean, I hate what's going on with Bill Cosby right now. That's crazy. And who knows what's true, what's not true. But for you personally, like, there's no major beefs. I mean, you got this thing with Rakim, but it's not a beef. You guys actually, like, get along, don't you? It's not like a yeah, beef. Yeah, I mean, that's I something that flat blew out of proportion because there is no beef between me and Rakim. Exactly. We do shows with this Masters of Ceremony tour. What happened was Vlad asked me um, battle Rakim, and I said, you know, there's no reason to. I'm like, you know, I mean, I actually, I don't think anybody would even care at this point. That's like 25 years old. And then he <laughs> said, well, if I put up $500,000, would you battle him then? And I'm like, well, that's a no-brainer. Hell yeah. Yeah, you know? of course. Of I mean, course. wouldn't you battle me for five five hundred thousand dollars? Hell yeah, hell yeah. Okay, but what I'm saying yeah. too I mean, is like, like you've been out there, right? So like, there's no there's no controversial scandals. What would be your advice? Because you know that this happens with most celebrities these days. They have some kind of controversial scandal that comes up, and the media plays on it and all that. But you've avoided things like that. What would be your word of advice to other celebrities or other cats coming up behind you in hip-hop, how to avoid that kind of stuff? Um, Two things I would say is, number one, live a private life. You know what I'm saying? All your personal affairs don't don't live a reality star life you know what i'm saying live a private life you know what i'm saying keep your personal life out of you know the public view you know right. what i'm saying so people ain't all in your business right. and the other thing i would say you know um is that you know when you choose your mate choose carefully you know um like if you choose like if a guy chooses a woman that um the first time y'all have a problem someone else is coming back to you saying, yo, I heard yeah. such a... Okay, that lets you know right there that when yeah. y'all break up, she's going to air all y'all dirt. So that might exactly. not be the person for you, you Yeah, know? exactly. Um, so no major controversial scandals, Kane, or anything like that. But way before Kim K was out there showing her assets in the early 90s, you did Playgirl and Madonna's sex book. And that was probably yeah. one of the more controversial things you did. Any regrets with that? Absolutely. No, 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 no. I mean, you know, it's like at the time there was, you know, a lot of people that were saying that ain't hip hop, you know, you know, you know, I don't think that was a good look, you know, you know, but I mean, you didn't, you didn't give a shit what they were saying though, right? Like that didn't even bother you. Yeah. 95% of the people saying that were men. Right. Who were jealous. Jealous, you know, right. so it's understood. Jealous but now it's looked at as an epic move. In between your legs and all those famous shots. I mean, the ass shot is, you know, beautiful. You know what I mean? And I mean, so of course people are going to be jealous and going to say there's shit out there like, oh, Playgirl is obviously for gay men. You know, is Big Daddy Kane gay? Of course not. Obviously not. But I mean, what would you say to people? Well, first of all, I want to ask you this before we go any further. Did you fuck Madonna? No, we did not have sex. No. Okay. All right. Because yeah. I, I just wanted something to masturbate to, to later. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, I thought I'd ask because I don't think anybody's asked you that. <laughs> what would you say about celebrities, like, leaking nude photos, though, or posing nude? In spite of how much pop culture has progressed sexually, it's still controversial. So what would you? what would be your advice in regards to that? Um... 
I mean, that's to me, that's, you know, um, uh, thirsty for attention when you leak photos and all this here. What I did was a you, you know owned it. where I um, did a photo session for a publication that I got paid to do. And you owned it. You know? You know, it wasn't like, oh, these photos got leaked. Oh, no. Right. You owned it. All right. So you've mentioned keeping um, your personal life private about family. And, um, you know, you are currently married, though, correct? Absolutely. Okay. And then you mentioned three sons. So you have two sons that are older from previous relationships? Exactly. Okay. And then you have a little, you have a, a young child now, another, a third son. Is that correct? Exactly. Okay. And, you know, like I said, you know, here on the show, we try to give really good advice, positive. We're controversial, but we try to give good advice in regards to having a successful relationship and marriage. What would be your advice about having that successful relationship? Um, Well, I mean, communication, I would say, would be number one, you know. You have to be able to communicate. You know, you have to be able to talk to one another. You know, um, um, the more you keep stuff bottled in, the worse the situation is going to get. You know, so you have to talk. And, I mean, I think that, you know, it's very important also to have fun in a relationship. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like even if if y'all are working together, you have to have fun. You have to be creative and you know, you know, do fun things, you know, to keep it interesting because, you know, you like the same damn person every day. Right. right. You got to keep it spicy. We talk about that here on the show a lot. Like all these young cats out there, though, that are talking about banging bitches left and right, banging, you know, they got their main bitch, they got their side bitch and stuff like that. Um, what's a word of wisdom from Big Daddy Kane as far as keeping it all straight? Because like you mentioned, we know women can get crazy and cause a lot of drama, cause a lot of problems, and you got to be careful who you trust, just like you said. So what would you say to these younger guys coming up behind you as far as, like, not getting sloppy with it? Well, I mean, I'm in a natural thing. And, you know, to me, I actually think that, honestly, I actually think that's, the best thing, because I've seen so many situations where somebody, you know, 18, 19-year-old married a high school sweetheart, and as they grow older, you know, they want different things in life, and they grow apart, you know, and, you know, or the guy, he starts looking at a whole bunch of other women, you know, you know, realizing that he can get these women, and he never had really, he never really had the chance to experience this because he was stuck with the same person for the whole four years in high school. Right. You know, so, I mean, I think it's good to get that stuff out your system when you're early and then when you mature and you understand exactly what a relationship is and how to how to love a woman, then that's when you settle down. But that's just my opinion. Right. Well, you didn't get married until your early 40s. Like, you waited. And is that why? Because you feel like men should wait until they've sown their oats before they settle down? Um. Well, I'm not going to word it that way. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> you know what I like, mean? No, you know, you, like get it out of their system. To, yeah. You have to, you, you have to, you know, when you really understand what relationships are, you you know, right. you understand what a relationship is, how to make it work. I think that that's when you need to do it. And when you're young, you don't really understand. All you know is I love this person. But, you know, you've never been in that situation where someone else is fulfilling a different need for you. So how do you choose between the two? 
You know what I'm saying? This stuff that you know, a lot of stuff that you don't understand at a young age. Right, exactly. So what would be, like, what's your tip on staying loyal, staying faithful, staying uh, devoted? <clears throat> I mean, I guess figuring out ways to fill those voids. Yeah, within the relationship. Like, keeping it spicy, getting freaky with it. You know, trying new things, not being afraid to communicate, like, hey, baby, I want to try something new, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, but I mean, not just sexually. I mean, you know, it might, you know, the the voids, you know, there might be voids where it's like you're looking for someone to help you build your business or something like that, you know, you know, and it's like that might be something that, you know, some other woman is telling you this and that, such and such. You got to figure out a way to, um, you know, make it work with you and your wife. Right. You know. Absolutely. So, you know, it, it could be anything. It doesn't have to always be sex. That's you know, true. It can be that's, anything. That's true. That's true. Um, so not only are you yourself a walking legend, but you know, you we all know you've worked with legends like Patti LaBelle, um, Quincy Jones, Tupac. You know, just to name a few. Who made the biggest personal impact on you over the years? Like if they imparted a word of wisdom or encouragement that just stands out to you that made a difference in your life. Um, I mean, of, of all the other um, celebrities and entertainers that I've met in my life, I the one that made the biggest impact would probably be um, Jim Brown. Yeah. Was there a moment like, that you remember? Or was it just overall? I mean, it's, 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 no, I mean, there's like so many different moments, you know, right. um, when I, you know, you know, was about to make dumb decisions on certain things and he would come and tell me, don't do it like this. You need to do that. Well, brother, why don't you think about this? And then the way he would deal with just with, with other people, you know, just watching him deal with other people, trying to, you know, help them better their life and stuff. I mean, I mean, he was just, you know, you know, he 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 is not was he is an amazing person, you know, and so and mentor and mentor life. in your life then, and also would you consider yeah, him absolutely. a mentor? Absolutely. Okay, so what's next for Big Daddy Kane? I know you're currently working on a movie. Tell me a little bit about that and what else is going on in your career currently. Uh, working on a film called Daughter of God, which features Keanu Reeves. Um, Mira Savano, and it's directed by G. Malik Linton, and um, it's scheduled to come out next year, 2015, and I'm in the movie playing a drug dealer that Kiana thinks is responsible for his partner's death. Mm. What else is going on? Are you working on any other projects currently? Um, well, yeah, uh, we have... Um, we have a, a, a hip-hop stage production that we're in the process of getting off the ground right now. And um, also um, looking at um, some, some, some television stuff that should be coming, you know, um, early next year as well. Nice, nice. Is there things, when you look forward, um, are there things that you want to still accomplish, or do you just kick back and you're, like, satisfied? Are you still out there? Like, are there other things later on that you still want to accomplish that you haven't thus far? Oh, absolutely. There's always things I want to accomplish. I mean, you know, I'm not ready to sit back in the rocking chair just yet. <laughs> I mean, there's always things that I, you know, you know there's a lot. There's a lot. I mean, I know one thing I would love to do. I would actually, I would love to play a vampire in a movie. 
Mm, interesting. That's very interesting. Maybe he's one sexy-ass vampire, Kane. That's for sure. All right, so before I let you go, we all get them hooks stuck in our head, and you're the master of good hooks. So before you go, I want to know, when you're chilling in the shower or you're just driving your car, what hook gets stuck in your head? And before you go, I want you to sing it or rap it for me. Um. Honestly, what I'm normally singing in the shower is Smokey Robinson tracks of my tears. I don't know why, but that's always been like my shower song. So hit it for me just a little bit. Just give me a couple. Oh bars. no, that's not gonna happen. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> and what about and what about as far as rap goes? Any hooks that have gotten stuck in your head? Uh, rap. Um. Rap hooks? No, not not to really think of. Um, so it's always so it's always just your hooks. Nobody else's uh, hooks. Oh, oh, well, like uh, nobody beats the biz. You know, you know, oh, you know, that's a hook I've always, always, I've always enjoyed. You know. All right, um, all right, cool. Well, listen, I really appreciate you coming on, Doctor Zoe, today, and we're gonna take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're gonna answer your questions about love, sex, and relationships. But Kane, go ahead and give out that information again on your social media and your website, because I want everyone listening to keep up with everything that you're doing. Well, if you want to, you know, find out what upcoming shows or buy Big Daddy Kane um, apparel, that's BigDaddyKane.com. On Instagram and Facebook, I'm official Big Daddy Kane, and on Twitter, at Big Daddy Kane. Thanks for being on, Kane. I truly appreciate it. Have a wonderful night. You too, sweetheart. Take care. Are you a leader in your industry? A high-performance male on the cutting edge of business, sports, or entertainment with no one you can trust to talk to about relationships, financial, or career issues? Dr. Zoe has been a confidant to men just like you for over a decade. Get this secret weapon in your corner and become one of her VIP clients today. Go to catapultent.com. That's K-A-T-A-P-U-L-T-E-N-T.com. Or call 1-844-MY-DOCTOR-ZOE. That's 1-844-MY-DOCTOR-ZOE. Okay, so if you have a question about love, sex, or relationships, you could submit it via the Dr. Zoe app. Just click on the Ask Dr. Zoe icon and submit your question or simply visit drzoetoday.com. Tonight I have a new sidekick with me. Her name is Shorty with a 40, and she's going to help me with your questions about love, sex, and relationships. What do we have this week, Shorty? All right, Dr. Zoe, we got unhappily married. I got married to a man I thought I knew. Five months after we got married, I found out he was into S&M bondage and liked to inflict pain for sexual gratification. He started pressuring me to embrace that lifestyle, and it just doesn't feel natural to me. Our sex life has dwindled, and he says it's because I haven't haven't had any freaky fetishes. I don't believe in divorce. Please help. Oh, boy. Unhappily married. Sounds like you got a situation on your hands here. First of all, I always tell couples you've got to communicate about what your freak level is before you get into a committed relationship, let alone a marriage. 
So, in other words, they obviously have different freak levels. And if she doesn't feel comfortable with this and she says her sex life is dwindling because of it, then you either have to have some serious communication or it's just not going to work out. And it's unfortunate. But what you need to do is before you get into a serious committed relationship, have that conversation. What are your likes and your dislikes? What are, you know, what is too far for you? What are What's your freak level? It's important to have that conversation before you get into a committed relationship to avoid situations like this. What do we got next, Shorty? All right, next we got Mike. I always sit on my back porch and have a glass of wine after work to de-stress. Well, the other day I went outside and saw my neighbor having sex with a man who was not her husband. Clear as day on their porch. Her husband is a friend of mine. Should I tell him or should I not get involved? All right, so Mike is uh, sitting on the back porch having a glass of wine, and he sees, it sounds like he sees uh, a lady who's a neighbor getting busy with a man, and he's friends with her husband. This is a hard one because what I would do, Mike, is I would approach her first, and I would just be like, look, like I got your number. I've seen what you're doing, and, you know, it's not right. So, you know, I would approach her first and see what she has to say about it before you go causing some serious, serious drama in their marriage. So I would talk to her first and see what she says and what her story is and confront her or let her know you know and um, see what her reaction is first before you go telling your friend. But, I mean, if it was me, I'd want to know. Wouldn't you want to know, Shorty? I would definitely want to know. <laughs> All right, what do we got next, Shorty? All right, next up we got Brandy. My boyfriend and I have sex at least once a night, and not and but usually more. Night before last, we had sex three times, and he wanted it again, but I had work in the morning, so I told him I was too tired and went to sleep. Woke up early and reached over for him, but he wasn't there. So I got up and found him in the living room masturbating to porn. I told him he was disgusting, and I haven't talked to him since. He says I'm overreacting and it's normal, but I feel like it's wrong for him to lust after another woman when I'm not withholding sex at all. I'm do you think I'm overreacting? Um, Brandy, I think you're overreacting. I mean, if you gave it up three times, you know, and he wanted it again, it sounds like, you know, like some of us, we have an insatiable appetite, you know, for sexual uh, things. But what I think is, you know, I wouldn't make a huge deal about it because if you do, it's just going to cause him to do it again and worse. And he's going to feel like it was so wrong that he's going to hide stuff from you. And you don't want him hiding and, um, you know, doing this stuff behind your back and you not knowing about it. So I wouldn't make a huge deal about it because that's just going to cause, like, him to feel like he's shamed and he has to hide something from you. I would kind of let it go, calm down, and talk to him, communicate, talk to him, just like babies. Like, you know, I want to make sure that you're fulfilled and I fulfill your needs, but dang, like, what's going on? And I think open communication, again, is the key here, Brandy. And um, the bigger deal you make about it, the more he's going to hide this kind of shit from you in the future, right? I mean, definitely. Don't you think so, Shorty? I definitely. Shorty with the, Shorty with the 40 in the house. So this Woo-hoo. pretty little girl, she got that big old butt, that ass, though, for real. Okay, what do we got next? All right, next up we got Jeremy. My girlfriend's starting to clean up with napkins immediately after I ejaculate. 
It kind of kills the vibe. I seriously think she's OCD. Is it wrong for me to want her to just chill and enjoy the moment? All right, Jeremy. So a lot of women, like, unfortunately, there's a lot of women out there that don't love, you know, uh, you know, come all over them and stuff. Some of us love it. Some of us want to rub it all over ourselves. Some of us <laughs> just want to bathe in it. You know what I'm saying, Shorty? But well, I know what you're saying. I feel you. <laughs> But, you know, some women, like, I have counseled women before who are like, I don't want to have sex because it's so messy, and, you know, I'm like, you know, taking a shower, and I'm all cleaned up, and then, you know, and then it's so messy, messy, messy. So it doesn't necessarily mean she's OCD. It just might mean that, like, she's got some kind of hang-up with it. Um, I would talk to her, and I would just be like, look, baby, like, I want you to, like, you know, enjoy it. Like, my... my uh, semen is a part of me, you know, like my cum is a part of me, especially if you're in a committed monogamous relationship, you know, like this is safe, this is me, like baby, I love your juices, like don't you love mine, you know, I just talk to her about it, I just talk to her about it, and no, I don't think it's wrong for you to want her to chill and enjoy the moment, especially right after an orgasm. All right, what do we got next? All right, next up we got Vic. My wife and I have been married for a little over three years. I'm still very, I, I'm still very much in, so in love with her, and we have one baby. However, our sex life has gone stale and mundane. She tries, but honestly, I'm really bored. What should I do? All right, so this happens a lot after a couple, like, especially, you know, at the beginning of the relationship, you got that great sex going on, the pheromones and the hormones are raging and, you know, everything. That's why it's so important when you get married to make sure beforehand you got some kind of substance. You've got, you know, your best friends and you've got good communication and, you know, you can laugh together and stuff like that because if it's, if you've got the connection in other areas other than sex, then when the, you know, when the newness and the honeymoon phase wears off, you'll still have good, um, a good sexual connection. So what I would say is this. After a baby, this happens a lot. And I would just, like, encourage your wife and make her feel sexy. A lot of times women have a baby, and after a baby, they just don't feel sexy anymore. Their mom, they got the baby barfing on them, they got the baby sucking on their titty instead of you. You know, whatever you need to do to make her feel sexy again encourage her to go out and do things for herself watch the baby so she can go you know to the salon or get a massage or whatever it is like let her get her groove back on let her get her sexy back it just sounds like she needs to feel sexy and you're her man so she's a reflection of you make her feel sexy what's next shorty all right we got amanda my boyfriend and i have been together for a year i'm 27 independent and stable job I've reached a point in my life that I'm ready to get married, have children. My boyfriend wants to wait three more years for his career. Does not work for my time frame. I'm willing to wait, but a year at the most. Can I make this relationship work? Um, you know what? Women need to let go of their lists and their time frames and all that bullshit. You know how many women out there are, like, looking for a good man, if he's a good man, Amanda, and, you know, it's just that he's not fitting into your little box of your time frame, then you got the issue. So what you need to do is a relationship is two people, you know, coming together, right? So you've got to respect, 
you know, what he wants as well. And another thing is, is that if you rush him into marriage, you're going to end up with some of these other issues because obviously if he's telling you he wants to focus on his career, but he loves you, um, and it is something that he's open to in the future, you know, you need to chill with your time frame. You need to chill with your with your little aspirations and goals and look at the bigger picture. If you love each other, you know, then and he's willing to do the things that you want to do, but the time frame is all the only issue that you have, I would seriously check yourself, Amanda. Okay, what's up? What do we got? All right, now we got Isaac. What should I do when my girlfriend ignores our safe word? She's done it three times now. I'm all for playing a little rough, but she gets fucking crazy. <laughs> okay. Uh, what do you think about this, shorty? <laughs> what do you I think? I think he needs to step up his game. I mean, women in general are not rough creatures. If she's a biter, bite back. I don't know about women not being rough creatures I think everybody is different And some women can be uh, rough definitely And there's a lot of like you know Yes mistresses out there You know yes mistress You know and they love that that rough stuff Um, I would say um, If she's not respecting a safe word And you're not comfortable I would definitely communicate outside the bedroom And talk to her And just be like babe Again it comes down to Isaac That communication before About what's your freak level What are you comfortable with What are you not comfortable with And Isaac I would just talk to her And I want to respect you as a person And say hey you know if If you're not comfortable With how far she's going And she's not respecting the safe word three times she's pushing it too far, just talk to her. Just talk to her and just be like, yo, babe, like this just makes me feel uncomfortable or I'm not down for this or whatever the case may be. And communication is key once again. All right, Shorty, who's next? we got time for a couple more. All right, we got Jordan. I'm 26 and dating a woman who's only a year younger than my mom. At first, my friend busted my ass, but the sex is so good and I'm doing better in my life and career than even before. The problem is, even though I'm so happy, my mom refuses to accept it. This is our first holiday season together, and all I want is for us to get along. What should I do? All right. So Jordan is writing in. He's dating a woman who's a year younger than his mama. And it sounds like his friends were busting his ass, but the sex is so good. And your mom refuses to accept it. I mean, Jordan, what do you expect for real? I mean, moms have a hard time accepting, you know, the woman in their son's life as it is. You know, we want the best for, I have a son, I want the best for him. You know, I mean, you want the best for your child. So, of course, it's going to be tough. What I would do, Jordan, is I would maintain the relationship with your mom as a separate relationship from, you know, this woman that you're dating. You know, enjoy the woman that you're dating by all means. Like, the more you stand your ground and show that this is a real relationship that you're happy in and you love this woman, then eventually your family will come around to accept it. But what I would do is I wouldn't push it down your mother's throat. I would maintain, that's your mama, that is your mom. You only get one mom in life. I would maintain that relationship with your mom. Make sure mom's happy. Spend a little time with mom. You know, and don't cram this relationship down her throat. 
stand your ground, that this is the woman that you love, and things will work out. As far as the holiday season and you want everybody to get along, and maybe it's just not, it's not, it's your first holiday season with this woman, maybe this is not the time. Maybe you spend time with your family and you spend time with her separately. Okay, so that's what I would say, Jordan. Um, and thank you for your question. You know, this is stuff, the holiday season is tough with stuff like this, definitely. Do we have any more questions for tonight? We got we got one more, Dr. Zoe. Okay. We got anonymous. I'm an 18-year-old college student who can barely afford to eat. A man is asking to hire me as an escort and is willing to pay me $500. He also offered to pay more, me more if he can take pictures. He says he'll give me all his information, driver's license, etc. I've never thought about doing this, but I really need the money. Should I go for it? Okay, so you're 18 years old, right? So when you're 18, sometimes you make decisions that you regret later in life. Um, If you're going to move forward with this, I would be extremely careful, and that is on your moral compass. You know, we are all different. We are all created different. This is up to you. But what I would suggest is no pictures. Are you kidding me? Absolutely, 100% not. You do not want that stuff creeping up on you. you got your whole life in front of you. You don't want some pictures of you making $500 as, you know, an escort, basically, you know, with some guy. So absolutely no pictures if you do move forward with it. And I would say just check yourself. See how you feel about it within your own intuition because we're all given that, you know, the God-given discernment, that gut instincts, and, you know, you just got to see what's good for you. But I would definitely move forward with caution and money isn't everything, and, you know, it's it's really up to you. It's what you feel comfortable with. And if he's willing to give you all of his information and it's just like as, you know, there's no sex involved and you're just going to, you know, escort him to something and be a companion, that's one thing. Absolutely no pictures. And I would be very, very careful if you decide to do any kind of sexual favors at all. That's all we have time for tonight. I want to thank Shorty with the 40 for coming on and helping me with the Ask Dr. Zoe questions. And a big thank you to Big Daddy Kane for being on the show. And to all my naughty ones that tune in every week, be sure to tune in next time for real, raw, relevant information about love, sex, and relationships. (laughs) 